but it comes down to how you view debt and how you trust yourself in the process. So in my opinion, debt isn't inherently bad. It's just a choice. It becomes bad when we give it a specific meaning. When we say, oh no, this means like I'm doomed. I'm in the hole. I'm never going to be able to get out of this. Whatever we, whatever emotions we tie to debt, that is what makes them bad. That is what ends up working against us. But debt in itself isn't bad. It's just a choice to pay something off over time. Welcome to The Wealthy and Well Woman, a podcast that celebrates choosing a life of overflow. If you're looking to grow your business, live on purpose, and feel your best while doing it, then you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Kat Sanuski, the business coach for wellness leaders and visionary female entrepreneurs, founder of Be Well Events, and international yoga teacher and trainer. My goal in this podcast is to help you curate your life by design and claim your dream business by giving you actionable tips and trainings that help you get out of your own way, step into your power and monetize your magic. I'll be bringing you a thought training or interview from experts that will help you break through your fears, take action and grow into those massive visions that you can't stop thinking about. I am so happy you're here. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Wealthy and Well Woman podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm your host Kat Sanuski and today we're chatting all about debt, loans, and investing in your business. This comes from a question that I got and a a request and I'm going to read that to you here before we jump into the bulk of today's episode. This is something that Um, Actually, I see come up a lot, and so it was the perfect question. I'm so happy it was asked. So it says, I'd love to hear more about your take on debt, loans, and the energy behind that. Um, Also about knowing your worth and how to charge accordingly. I'm going to do a separate episode on knowing your worth and pricing and charging, so keep your eyes tuned for that in the next couple of weeks. But for now, we're going to be focused on debt, loans, the energy behind that, um, and good investments for your business. Um, and then she continues with for the debt and loans more as it relates to business. And when you're starting your business, for example, I just started my business and got a small loan to help with startup costs. Did I make a mistake or is asking for help getting loans okay when you when you can see the big vision and know that the money is on its way? I loved everything about even how this question was framed because I love that she touched on as well when you see the big vision and you know that the money is on its way. So we're going to talk a little about in this episode money mindset as well, because a lot of this comes down to your beliefs in yourself and your ability to make that money back and in how you view money, some stories that you've been told, maybe from your family or society and growing up and how to use and spend and circulate money and what money means to hold and to have. So I'm super excited to dive in to um, today's episode and also chat a little about different types of investments. So the word investments, of course, could mean so many things when we're talking about our business and spending money and um, finding that kind of line and that barrier of when is this really going to help me get further ahead and be a worthwhile, um, smart investment and when may some of these investments be reckless or not necessarily the best choice at different times of my of my journey 
So if you were like me growing up, you've probably heard never use credit cards. Like credit cards are the devil. My parents are like strongly against any sort of credit um, any credit cards, loans, anything like that. Um, they're very kind of like David Ramsey type money management of, um, you know, save all your money and invest in, uh, um, and don't use credit cards or go into debt and all that. And that all debt is bad. I've heard this a lot. All debt is bad and you should always have the money, like the extra money available before investing or spending. So I want to point out that my parents are not entrepreneurs. <laughs> they don't own their own businesses. And so they're, and, and maybe you're the same way and a lot of society is probably using this in the same way of like, yes, if I'm taking a credit card and, and mind you, let's say I'm 18, 20 years old or something, and I'm taking out credit cards in at, um, you know, Express, that was actually my first credit card, <laughs> funny story. Uh, so if I'm taking out credit cards at Express or clothing stores and like racking up these massive bills, on shopping sprees, then yeah, that's pretty reckless. Like if you're going shopping and buying designer bags and putting it on credit cards, like, yeah, that's not doing anything to get you further ahead in life. That's not an investment. Yeah, that feels good maybe and exciting, but I think that's the big difference here is we think of spending money and investing the same as going on shopping sprees and spending money that we don't have. I agree that going and spending a ton of money on credit cards and things that you don't have on just shopping or cars out of your price range or whatever, like, yeah, that's pretty reckless. Like that's not really coming back to you. Um, but when you're investing in your personal or professional growth, that is always going to pay back in my opinion. That is going, you are your safest asset. You're your best asset long-term. If you're investing in your personal growth, whether that's in your relationships, whether that's in your health, whether that's in your mindset, whether that's in your business, whether that is in your ability to make money, those things, when you're investing in yourself, there's no reality in my mind that that is not worth it. And so it comes down to priorities and it comes down to in your mind, would you rather go spend money on that designer handbag or would you rather spend that money on elevating your wellness habits and learning new skills that are going to help you live and feel better in your daily life and therefore make more money? If you know me, you know that I love every aspect of the whole woman growth and I think it all feeds into your ability to make money. When you feel good, when you are exercising, when you're you're building inner resilience and you're building your mindset, that's going to help you make more money. Um, so when you're investing in your personal or professional growth, that is going to pay back. And a, another when we're thinking of, okay, now you're thinking of investing in personal and professional growth, because that's really what this is about, then you decide to make it worth it. If you're going into investments thinking, okay, I'm going to throw money at this and then I'm just going to be handed the secret sauce, the magical wand to the result that I want. And this has been a big shift even for me in investing. I've, I've been at both ends of the spectrum, right? I've grown a lot over the last few years on how I view investments and what I expect in investments and how I go into making investments and when I 
you know, am quote unquote ready to invest. And if you're, when I was just starting my business, I was very, um, you know, bootstrapping, don't pay for anything extra, like do it the cheapest way possible, like in this limited mindset of I am going to be able to succeed when I can spend zero money, like when I can spend the least amount of money. But that equated to also not making super large amounts of money. So yes, I was spending less, but I also wasn't maximizing my ability to make money either. So where you can go wrong with investing is if you're throwing money at something and thinking that a magic wand is gonna come and wave in front of you and just create your results. Of course, we need to show up. We are a huge part of that process. You make the investment worth it. The way that you show up, the way that you maximize, the way that you come bring your energy to the calls, to the resources, the way that you actually implement, the way that you go back and you rewatch your calls and you take nuggets and notes and you actually implement what you're learning and you actually do the thing and you take the risk, you show up for it. That's when the energy will shift and when you will make the investment worth it. So uh, another part of this is choosing the right mentor. Are you choosing a mentor that's aligned? And I wanna talk about some different investments here too because all business investments are not created equally. So actually let's touch on that before choosing the right mentor. So some things that I've invested in in my business where I'm like, yeah, that was an unnecessary spend at that level of my journey were websites, um, graphics at certain points, copywriting, um, a VA that I wasn't at the level to manage or delegate effectively. So if you're throwing money at these parts of your business, I see a lot, I coach a lot of women that are looking to kind of delegate and outsource. And um, I, a lot of times hear, you know, should I hire a copywriter and should I outsource my social media messaging? There's so much magic that comes from you speaking your truth and speaking to your people. That, for example, I don't think is a good area to outsource. I don't think throwing money at the messaging and thinking that's going to get you a ton of sales on social media or change and elevate your business, I don't think that's necessarily the the best course of action. I don't think that investing in a website you know, websites are freaking expensive. Like you could invest 15,000, 20,000. I mean, I would say minimum 10,000 in something like a brand and website package. And is it necessary to grow your coaching business? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. As someone who's also been through this process, I would definitely recommend waiting on investing a large amount of money into things like a website, even time into a website. I would wait on investing in that until it's like a a nice to have, not a need to have, because it's absolutely not a need to have to grow your business. Best investments, in my opinion, for growing your business, especially in the online space, especially as a coach, is coaching, is mentorship is um, whether it's in mindset or business and strategic, that is what is going to get you the further, the furthest, fastest. That is what's going to collapse time. When you have a mentor in your corner, then you can bring up these things of like hiring a VA, hiring team members, um, how to then manage them effectively, how to delegate effectively. When you have someone in your corner, like a mentor, they can help you then in all of these other aspects. So, so to me, that coach, that mentor is always the first priority when I'm thinking of investing. So if you're having to choose, okay, where do I invest? I would always say go with the coach or the mentor 
first and then expand out into the other things as a nice to have, not a need to have. Um, so why invest in how is this going to help you get further ahead? Why, why do you want to invest? Like, how can this benefit you in the first place? So you collapse time. This is a huge benefit of investing the right investments, like in mentors in in coaches. It helps you collapse time. If you're hiring a coach that has learned and integrated, whether it's a skill, a strategy or an energy, this doesn't have to necessarily be money like this doesn't have to be okay they've made this amount and that's where i want to go so i'm going to pay them because i want to get that amount of money too and this is something i've learned a lot with investing as well when i started investing in mentors i invested purely on results of like okay i want to pay you this because you've made this amount of money and so you must have some secret that you're going to give me that i'm going to be able to make that money and that never panned out i i don't believe i've ever had a bad a bad investment in a mentor or coach. I've always learned something. It's always paid back 10 times. It's always been worthwhile, even if it's me learning some certain things that I don't want to do in my business. And that's just as valuable as learning the things that work really well for us. So I don't believe I've ever had a bad investment in a coach or a mentor. Um, and Also, now I invest a lot more in certain energy that's been embodied. Not always. Sometimes there's a new skill that I want to learn or there's something I want to tweak in my business, but I invest a lot more for the the energy based on kind of the energetics and what is something that they've integrated and embodied that I want more of in my business. I also always look when choosing a mentor of, is it aligned? Do they do business the way that I want to do it? Because there are a million different ways to get the results in your business. There are a million different ways to make a million dollars in your business, but how do you want to do it? Do their values and their beliefs align with yours? Are you wanting to do it by a whole like out of touch, systemized, I want to have everything run without me type of way? Or are you wanting to do it where you have a lot of impact? You're, it's based on your energy. It's based on you, your alignment and your freedom and all of those qualities. Find a coach when you're looking for someone that's aligned with how you, the way that you want to do business. How are they living their life and business? Not only the results that they've achieved. Um, put your, it helps put you in rooms with, so that's number one, it collapses time. Number two, it puts you in rooms with people that are most likely further ahead than you are in your journey. And where this can be so impactful is you then get the insider's look and experience on what they're going through at different points of their business, at different levels. So you can actually experience a higher point of business that you're at, what's coming up for them, what problems are they facing, um, what strategy are they taking, what mindset um, or beliefs are they working through at that level before you get there yourself. So that also plays into the collapsing time. That helps you collapse time because when you are getting to those levels, you're like, ooh, I have, this is familiar to me. I have experience with it. This isn't brand new. I have tools to even work through this point that I haven't been at yet. That's insane. (laughs) That is so impactful. Um, Along with that community and like getting yourself in the room piece is that we all know this quote of, you know, you're the sum of the five people that you surround yourself with, right? Well, if you're anything like me before I started getting in these rooms and masterminds and surrounding myself with people that were either at the same level or further ahead than me, or at least in the same path as me, 
with these bigger visions, with these um, experiences, with these different dedications in their life and where they're investing their time and their money. When you are maybe starting out, you probably, a lot of people in your life aren't like that. Like I know for me, like I mentioned, my parents aren't entrepreneurs. Nobody in my family is an entrepreneur. I am the only one. So I'm definitely looked at as like, what are you doing? Like that is not the way life works, you know, because I make my own rules. I, I have created something that isn't the status quo. And if you're listening to this, I guarantee you are doing that same thing. And so the more people that we can surround ourselves with that are doing that, that are like-minded, that are supporting you on that journey, that are talking from their experience of, oh, hey, I've been there too, that helps you again, collapse time. It helps you then bring on more of those traits of those people that are in that space of making more money, of having more aligned energy, of making bold and brave decisions. It helps you embody more of that for yourself and faster. Of course, so that's number three. Number four is the support. Getting the feedback, high-level feedback and advice from these aligned, um, not only mentors, but if we're thinking like a mastermind space, um, if you're in a mastermind space, yeah, you're getting the feedback, the bounce, the support, and the advice of, many other women at this level, not only the coach, but many other women. So that helps you again, collapse time. Um, what is this? Number five makes you, makes you yourself, if you're a coach or a leader or a mentor, it makes you a better leader or mentor because your clients then get the ripple effect of all of the things that you're learning from the coaches that you've worked with. Um, my clients are getting the the runoff of like the embodiment of the things that I've learned from coaches and, and high level investments that I've made. I've invested well over $50,000 in coaching alone in my business in the last couple of years. So you're also as, as a client of mine, you're also getting all of that knowledge and experience that I've gained from other coaches. So it helps you to be a better leader and mentor because you're learning, you're integrating, you're being around those people, and then you're able to give that to your clients. You're able to give those new lessons, that, that new experience, the new embodiment. You're able to help your clients through that and to be a stronger mentor for them. I always say like starting my first mastermind, there is no way that I would have ever been equipped to run a mastermind without having been in many masterminds. Um, there's no way I would never have wanted to do it. So having that firsthand experience, even if you are the one investing, if you are the client in these situations, it helps you then lead your own a lot better because you have that hands-on experience of what you loved and what you didn't love. And you're able to implement that into your own process. Um, I think this is number six. It keeps you motivated and focused and it applies a certain amount of pressure. If you're like me, you may thrive under the right amount of pressure. If you know, okay, I have 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, whatever amount going out to coaching every month, that provides some pressure of, okay, I need to make more than that. So it helps you show up in a stronger way. It shifts the energy and it shifts how you show up and make it happen. I remember when I was investing in my first coach, I was like, there's no possible way that I can afford this. Like, how am I going to afford this, you know, 
what was it like fifteen, seventeen hundred dollars, something like that a month? How am I gonna? It was a you know just under two thousand a month, I think, some, somewhere around there. How am I going to afford this? Like I already feel like a huge reason why I want to invest is because I'm not making the money that I want to be making. How am I also gonna pay this? And like I said, with all investments, it has paid back ten times over. It allows that pressure, it, it keeps you motivated, it keeps you focused. Of course, like I mentioned before, it's up to you to show up and do this work, but it helps so much when you have a little bit of that pressure and you have that community keep you motivated and focused. Um, I think I covered all the points that I wanted to cover there of how investing in the right support can be so powerful. I do want to touch on the money mindset and, and the beliefs around this because coming back to the initial question of, you know, did I make the did I make a mistake taking out a loan to get my business off the ground? This can be to get your business off the ground, but I think really any point of business and you're investing at higher levels with different sorts of mentors at different parts of the journey. Um, is it a mistake if you need to take out a you know, no interest credit card for a year or a year and a half or something like that to pay for something like this or take out a loan. I think absolutely not as long as it's for something like I mentioned, that's going to get you further ahead. Taking that out for a website. Do I think that's the most important thing to take out a loan or spend on a credit card? Not necessarily. Um, if it's for mentorship, whether it's mindset or specific strategy that's going to help get you further along. Absolutely. I think I see zero, zero issues in that, but it comes down to how you view debt and how you trust yourself in the process. So in my opinion, debt isn't inherently bad. It's just a choice. It becomes bad when we give it a specific meaning. When we say, oh no, this means like I'm doomed, I'm in the hole, I'm never gonna be able to get out of this. Whatever we, whatever emotions we tie to debt, that is what makes them bad. That is what ends up working against us. But debt in itself isn't bad. It's just a choice to pay something off over time. I think of an example that I had in, actually in my mastermind with a woman that signed up and she had never invested this amount in her business. She had invested in some smaller things, but she had never invested, you know, 10K in her at the time. This was um, the mastermind price in her business. And um, she took the leap. She invested within two months of the mastermind within two months of working together, she had created and launched a new mentorship program and she had a $20,000 day with ease, with um, knowing, with groundedness. And she was able to pay off not only the investment, but the debt that she already had. So when she signed up, she was in debt. So if she had the mindset of, I'm already in debt, debt is so bad, I can't compound this debt, I'm so, you know, this is reckless, I can't do this. If she had that mindset around debt, she wouldn't be in a completely different place two months later. Right. So what what are you making it mean? Are you going to say, hey, I'm going to make this investment and through the shift of energy, I am going to make that back and more? That's most likely what you're going to see if you invest in the energy of, oh, my God, I'm in this terrible place. Uh, if I pay this, maybe it will save me. Maybe it's, you know, going to be this 
magical wand that just, you know, delivers money to my doorstep, then that may not be the best place to invest with. So check in with a mindset. Um, So that's number one is like debt isn't inherently bad. Number two is you are worthy of receiving all that you desire. If you don't fully believe that you're worthy of receiving those bigger cash months in your business, if you don't believe that you're worthy of receiving the ease in the process of having a support system that allows you to reach your goals in with more ease, then it's going to be really hard to achieve it, right? And it's going to be really hard to believe in yourself when you're making that investment. You should do it for yourself because you are worthy of it and you deserve it. You deserve the results. You deserve the ease in the process. You deserve to reach all that you desire, which leads us to number three of the money mindset work, which is self-trust, trusting yourself. When I make investments at this point, in my mind, there is no reality in which I don't make that money back. I trust myself beyond belief when I am investing, when I, as you know, as you may or may not know, I teach soul-led business. So that means really checking into your feelings, checking into where you're being guided from a deeper place within, from your soul, not from the external, but from where you are really being pulled and learning to trust that more. That's what I work a lot as well with on clients is being able to trust that pull and that alignment. So when you're trusting yourself, is there any reality that you don't make that money back in the long-term vision? Maybe it's not, you know, within a month. (laughs) A lot of times it is just shifting that energy and trusting yourself and showing up powerfully in that way for all the reasons that we've talked about. A lot of times you can make it back and more that quickly, but you don't put the expectations on the timeline, you trust yourself and your abilities to make that back in the long term and much, much more. Number four with a money mindset is this is a short-term sacrifice for a long-term game. We need to be able to expand our timeline, expand what were the length of what we're creating. You need a mindset of longevity and sustainability. When we're making investments for like a short term, okay, if I pay this, I need to see this within this amount of time. We put all of these energetic barriers up and this like energetic bubble up around us that actually works against us. So we're focused on, I want to give an example of of actually when I was investing more from this kind of place of lack and I wasn't fully empowered in my investments. And that first investment that I made, I was definitely thinking of it as a trade of, okay, I'm going to invest this amount and I need to make six figures this year. And if I don't, it was a failure. You know, and so it's like reframing that. Did I make six figures right out of the gate? No, I didn't. (laughs) Um, And it was still a win in my mind. I still learned a lot. I opened up a whole new part of my business. And yes, I did make it to six figures and very soon after that. So it's like you having having these timelines on when we have to achieve this result then works against us in this investment process. But you think about the short-term sacrifice for long-term game. I also see this come up sometimes. If you're investing, I want to give an example. Um, if you're investing, 
Let's say you are a yoga instructor and this is the beginning of your business and you want to build out a wellness coaching business. You have all this amazing experience. You invest, you create this amazing program. You go to launch it. You don't get the immediate results. So you totally pull back and resort into more short-term gain, which is going back to teaching more yoga classes or um, picking up some side work for the studio um, and getting some like short-term cash injections and giving up on the long-term vision and the long-term goal. So coming back to the longevity, looking at, okay, what are we building in the long-term and how dedicated can I be to showing up for that vision and not getting sidetracked for some of these short-term wins, these short-term payouts? How can we stay focused on that long-term vision? And Side note, nothing wrong with picking up extra hours, whether it's a part-time job, if you're in the early stages and you're still building, like, of course, I've said this before, but I had part-time jobs for the first year plus supporting me after I left my full-time job. And I started my, um, I started building my business for about a year before I even left my full-time job. So that was a couple of years where I was still being supported by outside work. So nothing against that, but it's when we kind of default back to that and give up on the longer vision or or stop with the intensity and the focus on the longer vision when we make that trade-off. So having the mindset of long-term growth and sustainability, being in it for the long haul. All right, that is my views on the energy of investing, on debt, on choosing the right mentors, on how impactful mentorship can be and has been in my business and with my clients and all of the things. If you have more questions on this, I always love to get your questions or things that you'd love to hear on the podcast. I'm always available on Instagram at Kat Sanuski, So come on over, say hi, DM me your follow-up, your questions, or things that you'd like to have me talk about on the episode and I'm um, on the podcast. And I'm always happy to weave those in. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a beautiful Tuesday and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on today's episode of the Wealthy and Well Woman podcast. I am so grateful that you listened in. If you loved what you heard and you feel called to share, please go leave me a review on iTunes so I can make sure to keep all this good stuff coming your way. Also share this episode with someone you think would absolutely love it and I will be so grateful. That's how we spread the Wealthy and Well Woman mission together. If you aren't already following me on social media, come and join me by following at Kat Sanuski. I would love to connect with you there and I cannot wait to connect with you back here in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and shine as the wealthy and well woman you are.